This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where every Sunday you get all of this again. You get me and Maureen talking to you because you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level makes you a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, where you get beautiful stickers in the mail every month that I make just for you. And my teenage son packs up in between the never-ending writing of college application essays. And, uh, yeah, all of that happens around here all the time. Thanks to your support at patreon.com slash says who. Hey. Hey. Dan. Maureen. You know, you know what I like? Mm, the sun. Don't play around, Dan. You know it's books. You know it's books. Oh, it's books. Dan, Nine Liars is coming at you like a freight train. I Just know. about two months now. Just December barely. 27th. Yeah. Your country house, country house mystery, a mystery you can solve. All the clues are there and the maps, everything. Like it's it a solvable. It was Bugs It well, that was Bugs Meanie. But uh, you could solve this thing. Um, eventually, I will have pre-order information. I am still waiting. Fun. It's, not, it's out of my control, Dan. Uh, but no let me just say that no matter where in the U.S. you have ordered your book from, if you're in the U.S., just you get you know get your receipt, and you'll be able to use that receipt to get a thing. I love it. So, and uh, tour information. Tour information's coming up soon. Fun. I think I know where I'm going, but it hasn't officially been announced yet. Is it here? Let me just say, if you happen to be in the vicinity of Madison, Connecticut, Mm. Washington, D.C., Sure. Houston. Love it. Or San Antonio. Okay. During the early part of the month of January. Yeah. I may be seeing you well that's fun wink <laughs> i love it noted literary hotspots that's right i'm going to be at uh maybe be at jenny lawson's the bloggers's bookstore in san antonio oh, nowhere fun. books wink uh, i didn't you, tell you here you keep saying the word wink though wink okay well if you would like to get in on that pre-order train you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org, our little bookshop on the internet where you can order books or pre-order The Nine Liars or, you know, just look at things and then go to another thing on the internet because there's always something else on the internet. Kickbezosintheballs.org. And hey, speaking of other things on the internet, why not go over to merch.saysupodcast.com, our own little merch store where you can get says who merchandise but most importantly because it is still the month of october you can get says boo merchandise all kinds of good spooky stuff boo okay let's see here um hey maureen i need you to uh i need you to put the planner away now focus on okay yep give me seconds okay so which of these squares do you think um, would be best to put I mean, in my planner that I need to record right now. Do you think it's it seems, this rectangle or? I mean, if it just says record, you could go with the right. small one and just write well, the word recording. Now, this one actually says, right. this is an appointment one. It actually says mm-hmm. I can put an okay. appointment. Yeah, um, it's a weird shape though. But, uh, oh, you make such a good point. I didn't think about that. So, um, Listen, oh, it's, man, I wish I, I, wish I hadn't said that. Maybe time to put the stickers away. And you see, I like these a lot. I know, these but. These are just checklist ones. It's fine, um, but we need to... No, Dan, Dan, hang on a second. I'm trying to put into the planner that I have to record with you right now. I know, now, but so. instead we could just record. Dan, okay. Look, I mean, I understand that. Uh, uh-huh. Hold on. I need to get the discs for this. Um, okay. Do you have the tape, the washi tape? I don't have anything. I'm in right, that's a whole other state. We'll get, it, we'll get it in a second. Um, Dan, I know that you make it sound really easy like... Yeah, the fact that we're recording right now, we should we are already record right now. But it was in um, our GCAL. I I think you'll find it's a lot more effective if I Mm -hmm. get the right sticker to put it in my planner right now that we are that we are currently recording. I think that you're just kind of delaying. Uh oh, God! What about my punch? My whole special hole punch for the happy planner. Yeah. Okay. Can we? Okay. I don't want to be a pain in the ass, but can we put off recording for like? 
a half an hour, 45 minutes tops Can't. while I get the washi tape out to make no. a special box on today's that says that we're recording? I think instead, let's just record. But Dan, I need to know that I'm recording today and I need to mark it off in a special box. Okay. So can we just say, can we just call it an hour and a half? Uh. Welcome uh. to sit. Continue. This is so great. I mean, it's not. Ah, that's like having the best planner sticker, but for my feelings. The podcast, it's not a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, I'm now, fine. Dan. Dan. Oh, Dan. I'm fine, Maureen. Dan. Hmm? Are we honest on this podcast? Well, I'm not being honest right now. There you go. Uh, as as documented in this weekend's Town Watch, we had a bit of a upheaval at our house last Thursday. We had to get Janice on an airplane in one hour from when we learned that her dad had gotten quite sick. And uh, so she is off in Colorado. I am still here with the kids. Uh, I am single parenting along with everything else that happens in a week. The weather has suddenly gotten very cold, like it snowed yesterday, <laughs> and everything has gone fully topsy-turvy, Maureen. I am so tired. You look tired, Dan. I was telling you uh, before we started recording, I was like, I just have a feeling like I peaked early today because <laughs> I had I had five minutes before we recorded. It was 1225. And I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to just sit down for a second. And And then then I just spaced out and I suddenly looked at my clock and it was four minutes later. And I was like, oh shit, I got to I got to get over there. I don't know if I fell asleep. I don't know. I just blanked. I just shut off for a minute. Hi, Dan. Last night. So I normally go to sleep at 10, I don't know, 1030, read for a little bit, you know. I have been pretty much every night because I'm kind of all go, no slow for most of the day. It takes a very long time to like wind down. And so I've been up very late last night. I was up past midnight and I was sitting there reading and all of a sudden everything went boom and all the power in the whole house went off. Oh, I thought that was you. No, I'm sitting there in like the full on ass dark and I'm like, whoa. And then it was like, and all came back up. But uh, that, that initial shutdown is what happened to me like 20 minutes ago where I just like, I just sat down and it was all done. Anyway, the good news is you're doing fine. And I know that because you sent me a text that said, I'm fine. I am fine. After listing a whole bunch of things that didn't actually sound all that fine, but you insisted that you were fine. Well, I did say I was fine, didn't I? You did. So you must be fine, and I'm glad to hear that. Got my planner. But I will say this about my planner, Dan. Look at this shit. Look at that. Yeah. Looks like a a planner. Now, the last couple days, you guys, and you've missed... um, over the weekend, I did a when we recorded the bonus episodes, I did a bit of a rant on planners, but I have been relentlessly trolling Dan for the last couple of days. Yeah. With images from potential layouts for something called the Happy Planner. And um, I've come to a lot of deep, profound realizations that I was displacing my anxiety about the many things I had to do by attempting to get into this planner culture thing. Yeah. And uh, I bought too many planners. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, after we recorded, I and I was like, I'm freeing myself and getting rid of all the extra planners. Yeah. I, I, I did go to Joanne's Fabric, where they carry this brand, and I bought another planner. But It's perfect. I did explain to Dan, and it made sense, actually. And he actually agreed. And what I bought was they have a happy planner version that's just a notebook. That's much cheaper Uh than buying just filler pages. So for $7, I got 
basically filler pages and a new cover, which is right. all I wanted was some blank filler pages. So I was like, yeah. basically, I went to Joanne Fabrics, and instead of paying $18 for the filler pages, I yeah. paid 7 So he was like, yeah. and I got a new cover. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Right. You have that's the all planner equivalent of a yard full of junker cars so that you have parts. I just, and we just, all know that anyone that has a yard full of junker cars yeah. is doing fine. But Dan, the thing I discovered when looking through some of the layouts for the Happy mm -hmm. Planner, yeah, is something I hadn't realized before. Yeah, I, I did record the other week and said that I was getting very upset and almost started crying while trying to use the bigger version of the long vertical planner. Like yeah. I was almost in tears, and now I know why. Because it's not about planning. No. I sent him a layout. And I posted this on Twitter. If you go on Twitter, there's a picture of it that is that they were like, look at this fun fall layout. And Dan, can you describe that picture that I sent you? It's like staring into madness itself. <laughs> In what way, though? Well, the, the planner itself is columnar. You know, you've got a week's worth of columns in a spread. Yeah, blank, very, pa blank pages with like... Yeah. Plain columns. Just pure column. It's very geometric and simple. And, and three rows, one, three, three long rows in there. So Yeah, there it's 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 seven vertical columns, and each column is broken into thirds. So you get th uh, three boxes a day. Yeah. And that seems fairly straightforward. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, I, it, there's not really a lot that could go wrong there, but they decided to really make it nuts. They chose By violence. Putting, they did. They got a bunch of stickers that were like writable rectangles. So sort of colored rectangles of varying shapes and sizes that are uh, white on the inside so that you can, you know, kind of put them into, the, and they are all sized. And I know this because I made planner stickers. Mm -hmm. They are all sized to fit in the standardized sizes of these columns so that you can just perfectly lay one in and they are half or full or ha or a quarter of, a, of the actual height of any one of these thirds. They have fucking strewn them all over the goddamn spread. <laughs> mm -hmm. Willy-nilly, yeah. angled, fucking overlapping, and then they've also just covered it with all sorts of little leaf stickers and little stickers of fucking uh, cups of pumpkin spice latte and little it's fall time and all sorts of little phrasings. It is just an absolute fucking mess. There is no planning that could happen in that thing so it that actually, they created. The stickers destroy the layout. So yeah. instead of being like on a Monday, it's just this crooked, weird sticker that is sort of just stuck in the middle of the page that covers a couple days. And then there's like another one that's like crossed, uh, crossing over that. And then there's like a giant cup of coffee and like a yeah. picture of a boot and leaves yeah. around it. And then. But Dan, Dan then noticed that on the to-do list that runs along the side of the left-hand page. Yeah. Yeah. So this was actually, a, it, it answered a mystery. I'm scrolling up in my DMs. Mm. We've had a lot of DMs since you sent me that. Um, one of the mysteries that I've had throughout is that you would have a seven-column spread. Because mm. seven is not an even number. And it would does not make sense in my brain how you would make seven columns. It turns out there's an eighth column, and that eighth column is sort of a free-form to-do list column that is lined. They have taken, and, and I want to underscore that the idea of this is that it's for a week. Yeah. A week of your life. Yeah. That you have to do things in. Correct. They have covered the entirety of the to-do list with motivational stickers like, you do you, trust the journey. So much to be thankful for. Love this weather. Look how far you've come. Then they also have one that just says pumpkin spice. Time to relax. That's one. We could both use that one. It's madness, Maureen. It doesn't make sense to me. No. It's clearly, I mean, it definitely affirmed my belief that really what this is, is a sticker collection for adults. Like, it's an adult coloring book that has uh, a, at least a passing resemblance to something that you might actually need to function in the world. But it's really just about having a little fun 
with your fun stickers. Yeah, and these sticker packs are like ten, fifteen dollars each. Yeah. So they're pretty expensive. And um I said that as someone who just picked it up and put it down again. And I've searched for their most simple, plain ones, and yeah. it's still full of motivational phrases. Um, I had to break my own ankles to find a plain planner in their range. And I did find one that's pretty, you know, as you've just seen, it's pretty white and blank. Yeah. But uh, I just, uh, I also sent you a, a layout that's covered in hexagonal stickers yeah. that are stuck all over the page and then flowers like you can't see anything anymore on these pages no. they are totally encrusted in randomly placed stickers and i first time i saw it i began to shake a little bit i saw it right before bed and i was almost literally twitching then yeah it seems accurate it, it actually upset me to look at it because it made me have some deep realizations about where i was putting my time mm -hmm. and trust and brain yeah, But it wasn't a wasted journey, Jen, because I've passed through it. And I'm like, I see now clearly, you have to go through it to see what it is. Mm -hmm. And I've walked through it now, Dan. And, uh, oh, wow, there's a crane. A crane just landed in our yard. Well, that's pretty. It's very beautiful. We also have two bald eagles that have been flying around. So that's not bad, is it? No. That's oh, nice. You see, that's what I should be focusing on, not inspirational stickers. Yeah, I and would I agree understand that. that some people really like their like I I get it, mm -hmm. and even one or two, you know, but um, this was uh, I think there's a a line between motivation and a cry for help, and yeah. um, I think at a certain point the layouts might be a cry for help. It's also not lost on me that these overly, just absolute madness layouts with i mean that any of those layouts that you shared with me had probably over a hundred stickers on a spread easily between the big shapes and then all the little tiny things i mean there were probably 30 or 40 of those single phrases covering up that entire to-do list on that one all of this is being distributed by the people that make the stickers so it feels a little bit like they are trying to push a usage, like a use case that involves you forking over 20 bucks a shot for, uh, you know, the thing that probably cost them around 50 cents to produce. Also, apparently you're supposed to be using special tweezers to apply your stickers. Sure. Of course. Why I didn't not? know that until I watched the reel. <laughs> well, Maureen Johnson. Look, I've learned a lesson. Oh, by the way, if you enjoy doing this, Good on you. Enjoy it. It's 2020. Sure. Live your life. Yeah. It's not a bad, you're not doing any harm to the world. <laughs> I love stickers. I make stickers for Outside uh, Who listeners every single month. I'm just saying uh, that. To, I just I, don't I know that I need to combine those hobbies. I just thought it was going to help me. And in the end, I hurt my own brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as a latchkey kid that grew up in the 80s watching syndicated cartoons, I learned from G.I. Joe that learning is half the battle. Not for nothing. This also may be target, targeted at a certain part of Gen, Gen X that there was a huge thing. And this may have continued on later that we um, went through this phase of intense sticker collecting. Yeah. Like it was a whole thing where how many sticker albums you had and you would trade oh, yeah. and swap stickers. So I think this harkens back yes. to a love of sticker collecting. Without a doubt. So, I mean, they, they look like the sticker album layouts of my youth. But yeah, Maureen you Johnson. Had, oh, oh, you want to talk about the news because we haven't been doing that recently? Well, there is a lot of news this week. There's also an important announcement that we have to make. But we're going to save that to near the end. Oh, yeah. But there has been a lot of news. And since you've been out of town, I thought mm -hmm. maybe we could start in your hometown of New York City. All right. I see where, where this is going. Where your intrepid mayor... I see where this is going. Eric Adams... Uh-huh. ...announced yesterday... Okay. ...that he is taking the fight to the rats that have overcome your city. Dan woke up and chose violence. ...by announcing that trash can no longer be thrown on the street until 8 p.m., <laughs> moving that up from 4 p.m. previously. This smug, smug bastard as he reads this. 
Quote, there are many rivers that are feeding the sea of rodents in this city, and today we're damming one of them, Adams announced in the press conference that accompanied his announcement. Quote, the biggest swing you can take in cleaning mm-hmm. up our streets is shutting yeah. down the all-night, all-you-can-eat rat buffet. <laughs> I feel, Maureen, yeah. Yeah. like maybe right. you're not shutting down an all-night rat buffet by putting out by the trash still at having the trash go out at night. Yeah. I'm a little confused about that part. Are you, in fact, starting the rat buffet Fresh at 8 p.m. Yeah, when they're still... At dark, when it's turning dark in the fall. So exactly when the rats want to come out, you're putting out the fresh meal. I think you might be uh, perhaps saying that the rats like this idea. Well, Eric Adams, and I quote, rats will hate this announcement. So you're wrong, Maureen. He said that? He said that the rats will hate this announcement. He also added that the rats don't run this city. We do. This is the thing that I really don't understand. I'm looking out the window, Dan. I'm just looking out the window at the grass and the trees. Rats are nocturnal. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Wouldn't the easiest way of combating this would be make the trash go out? In the daytime. In the day? Yeah. I mean, acknowledging the fact that nobody's ever going to come to the realization that perhaps putting them in containers would help. But, mm. you know, moving past that, it does seem like you aren't really combating a nocturnal animal by putting their food source out at night. Just thinking out loud here. Just looking out the window at the birds. They cross. I love my city. Yeah, you know, you got yeah. got a little bit of a rat problem. And you got a mayor committed to taking the fight to them, or at least taking the food to them. Dan. Mm-hmm. First of all, I resent this. Second of all, I was here yesterday recording a promo video for Non-Liars, and I went to stand back by the creek that runs behind us, and uh, and I was joking that I was standing in the English countryside when I was not. And then I said in the video, ha, 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 I'm actually pretty nervous standing back here. This is the creek I grew up on, and it is full of snakes. There are usually (laughs) a lot of snakes where I'm standing. And Dan, I took one step and looked down, and there, right by my foot, was a snake. Perfect. Now, I I hope you got that on video. No, I went, like that. (laughs) Literally, it's embarrassing because my neighbor shared it. <laughs> now, I also want to be clear about this snake. Mm-hmm. This was probably a baby garden snake. It was about six to seven inches long, and it was as wide as a pencil. But let me tell you, when they're that small, they mm-hmm. wriggle super weird and fast. So it was like, <laughs> through the grass. And I looked down and went, <laughs> and then <laughs> ran from the six-inch harmless, friendly snake that does nothing but help us. And the rest of the video is me just like heaving and going, I saw a snake. I saw... My um, my mother is... Okay. So my... What is happening? Something is happening. I'm, I'm good. What is happening? So there's like a glass partition. So I'm in a back room that we have and there's a glass partition and my mother, who said, we will not disturb you while you're recording, I look over and she's going like this, like waving like she's guiding in a plane. Uh-huh. And then she taps on the glass and points at a post-it that she is stuck to. I'm going to go read the post-it. You talk okay. for a second. All right. What is this? Oh. this is fun. I enjoy recording when Maureen's at her parents' houses. Nothing ever goes wrong. All smooth sailing all, all the right. time. Yeah. It says, stay in there, knock before coming in, your father is having his bath. Okay. So I have to knock, else make it bad. Yeah, you have to stay in here while we're recording. Look, I'm never coming out of here. This is the safe spot. I got snakes on one side and a naked father on the other. I'm staying put. Speaking of snakes and rats and New York City, 
Last week, it was discovered that seemingly in response to New York Attorney General Letitia James's lawsuit against the Trump organization that could result in the company no longer able to do business in New York, that a new company has been founded in <laughs> Delaware called the Trump Organization. Oh, that will be doing business and has registered to do business in New York under the name the Trump Organization 2. Huh. Oh, that's nice. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fun? Hmm. Isn't that fun? So more rats coming. That seems like a pretty clever way of getting around the problem. No one will know what. Well, who did it. Who done it. It's a so mystery. We'll put the trash out at 8 p.m. That way the rats won't come for it at night when yeah. it's out. It's good. But Maureen Johnson, mm. things aren't just a little wacky in your hometown. No. They're also wacky in the United Kingdom. Dan, I think we can argue right now that things are wacky in every place where I have a family connection. And that does it include the, that way. the Philadelphia area where giant Dr. Oz signs are all over the place. Oh, fun. I just wanted to say, for those waiting for my Philly report, confirmed. Um, there was a Dr. Oz door knocker on our door the other day. Fun. My mother tore off angrily and ripped into pieces. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, because she was like, don't get that piece of garbage off my door. So, you know. Well, that's good. The, that's the correct response to that. That is. A lot of love for Oz in the old hood. And he must have money because his signs are enormous. Fun. They're big, Dan. But oh, that's good. Dan, the UK, that's the rest of my family is located in. And um, let's just say that we I reported that about two weeks ago, the UK had what is technically described as a week when they um, the new prime minister, who at this moment has been prime minister for about six weeks. Yeah. She and her chancellor of the exchequer, as you can read, a uh, person who runs all the money. Uh-huh. decided that in order to fix all the problems of the UK, they announced what was called, still mysteriously called, the mini-budget, which was the mm -hmm. thing that as soon as they announced it, all the money in the UK tanked and bottomed out. And with fi within five days, without emergency action from the Bank of England, uh, millions of dollars, millions of pounds in pensions, like entire pensions would have been liquidated, cats and dogs living together, you know, that kind of situation. Yeah. They brought the rain down. Um well, they called it the mini budget, and it did make their economy smaller. It, Dan, it was it was the equivalent of hellfire in terms of a budget. Uh, nothing has ever really it, it really. I don't think in recorded history, in terms of just making a financial decision, anything anything has quite gone that wrong that quickly. Yeah, it now, did seem like it was an immediate response, and it was based on all of her personal economic theories on. Uh, what would work for the UK. Now, in fairness to the guy running against her, whose name was Rishi Sunak, uh, he said if she implements her plan, it will destroy the economy. Uh, in fairness to him, not a big fan, but in fairness to him, he was right on that call. Seems that she way. introduced it, and it did, in fact, ruin the economy. Um, but, uh, Dan, at that point, Liz Truss became a kind of raw meat in terms of the her party, which is the Conservative Party, that uh, was uh, not a good scene. So she decided to fix the problem this week, Dan. Yeah, good. She fixed it by doing two things. Mm -hmm. One, she fired the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng, that she'd brought in with her. And two, well, that was actually one point B, uh, she brought in a guy named Jeremy Hunt, who okay. is... Uh, one point, he was the health secretary uh, who basically, imagine the NHS. Mm -hmm. Now imagine a hammer being taken yeah. to the NHS. That was Perfect. Jeremy Hunt. Um, not a great person at that job. Uh, so he, she made him chancellor of the exchequer, and then they reversed 70%. Suddenly, they reversed 70% of everything that they had announced and in that mini budget. Things that they announced like two weeks ago. Correct. Perfect. Which were major changes. They, you know how, like, say you're in a in a commercial jetliner. They're kind of big and heavy and bulky. Mm -hmm. And suppose yeah. you said, "What if we started doing a bunch of like stunt turns and dives?" And people would be like, "This 
is not designed to do this yeah, is a big seem- bulky thing that does not des- and they're like do it anyway and then it went to like a terminal nosedive yeah now that for the economy i also want to point out then that since the beginning of this year 2022 the uk has had four chancellors of the exchequer oh four different that's, people have run the not- money doesn't seem like a real vote of confidence for the way the country's going. It, I mean, I'm just pointing out facts and draw, draw from it what you want. Okay, I will. Now today, uh, there's a guy named Michael Gove in the UK who I don't have time or, frankly, the energy to explain what a Michael Gove is. He's sort <laughs> of like a comedy uncle in a sitcom. He was the only guy when everyone went on the We Want to Fire Bars Johnson Rage a couple months ago when Boris Johnson was was shit-canned by every like hundreds of people in this party who were resigning so fast that they started resigning four to a letter. During that torrent, when hundreds of people resigned, Michael Gove was the only person in that 24 hours who managed to get fired by Boris Johnson. He's that guy. Yeah. When interviewed today, Michael Gove has said that it's not a matter of when, not if, Liz Truss is removed as PM, according to The Times. Gove additionally warned Brits to expect, quote, a hell of a lot of pain in the next two months. Oh, that's nice. But after, but that, quote, after hell comes purgatory and paradise. Sure. Perfect. So there's not going to be any food or heat. Heat's going to be a big part of this, Dan, as is food. Food's definitely in the running. Yeah. Um, And you need both those things in December, January. In the uh, UK, it is a genuine crisis in the UK. Uh, it is uh, is a bit of a mess. Uh, already, everybody is taking bets again. It's just a question of how long Liz yeah. Truss is going to survive. Brought up in the potential people who might be brought in to succeed her are Boris Johnson. Perfect, perfect. Could be other perfect. people. Could be other people. I'm just saying it's not out of the yeah. question. And her own uh, Tories have been are furiously sending private messages to the press. And one just said, quote, we're fucked. I love it. So they, uh, yeah. That's, they still have two, uh, two years before the next general election, right? In theory. So they can just fuck around this way. Unless could it, be, if, if you got a new prime minister, we're going to do a little math here. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're talking about there are 52 weeks in a year. 52 divided by six. Mm -hmm. So that's, you could have 17 to 18 prime ministers between now and the next general election. Certainly, uh, they have, since they've been in power for the last six or so years, they have gone through, they're now on their third. Now imagine that's their own party throwing people out. Yeah. That's not like, Someone else is voting against them. Their own party has thrown out their own leader twice. Yeah. And is almost certainly go about to do it again. I love it. So, I love um, it. Yeah. It's not great, Dan. It's not great. But things are a little different here in the U.S. Well, thank God for that. Tell me some good news. Well, maybe the biggest news in the last week came last uh, Thursday. Yep. During the final... January 6th committee hearing. Yeah. Where the hearing wrapped mm-hmm. with a live vote. Yeah. To subpoena Donald Trump to testify. It did. You watched the whole thing. I did. Yeah. I only tuned in. Uh, I saw probably the last 20 minutes of it or so. But it was uh, that, that was some stuff. I mean, I felt like the early part of the hearing was a lot of previously on the January yeah, 6th totally. hearings. It was new stuff. And they It was just them sort of reminding us, this is how fucking terrible it was. Here's some new footage that reminds you how goddamn yeah. terrible it was. But they also showed a bunch of footage of where Nancy Pelosi and the other members of Congress were and what they were doing. Yeah. So first they sort of established that during the whole period of the invasion that Donald Trump was watching television. Yeah. Like they they got this whole compilation of like he was watching television. Where was he? He was watching TV. He was on the news. He was watching TV. He was in the dining room. He was watching TV. Established. He was in the dining room watching TV. Meanwhile, you see the actual footage of them being taken down to their safe room. 
Yeah. And calling. So there's a montage of Chuck Sumer and Nancy Pelosi actually making the calls yeah. to get uh, somebody in to basically rescue Congress. Yeah. And clear the building. Yeah, they're calling the DOD, they're calling the governor of Virginia, they're calling the governor of Maryland, all asking, like, can you get the National Guard here? Like, we need something. She There is also footage of Nancy Pelosi calling or speaking to Mike Pence on the telephone. Yeah. When Mike Pence was hiding, you know, under with a lampshade on his head in the corner, pretending to be a lamp, you know, when they had him deep in his security. Yeah. And she says something like, do not go with them. Like, yeah. it was something really dark. She's like, I'm worried about you. Don't go with them. Yeah. My favorite part of the Nancy Pelosi footage, and I think she was talking with Pence at the time. She's talking. Mm-hmm. She has her phone in one hand up to her ear. In her other hand, she suddenly lifts an entire full-size Slim Jim, wrapped. She puts it in her mouth while she's talking. She puts the wrap in her mouth, pulls back so that it unpeels, then is able to kind of maneuver the Slim Jim through and then snaps into the Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. That was impressive. That I knew you'd like that. Move. That was not her first rodeo. Oh, no. Eating a Slim Jim on the telephone. It was it was something. They are in what appears to be some sort of doom bunker because they, um, at one point, they're sitting on like a vinyl sofa and they're sitting on two of the cushions, and the third cushion just has like a red tape X on it. Like you can tell that shit has bed bugs. Like that looks like some garbage shit. Like this is bro- shit. This shit is broken. Put it in the basement. Yeah. And that is what they are sitting on. They are sitting on the weird X'd out sofa, eating Slim Jims in the basement, calling for help, and then talking to the vice president, going, "Do not get in the those. They are. Tr- they are. They. They were going to kill that guy." They, they were, were going to kill that man. They were going to kill Mike Pence. They were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill Mike Pence. And she was like, do not get in the car with them. They are going to kill you. Yeah. For real. Oh, For damn. real. So they reminded us of all of that. And they showed us that while Trump was up there watching TV and eating M&Ms or whatever, what he was doing, everybody else was calling for help trying to tell Mike Pence that they were going to kill him and uh, doing it while eating, a, while eating a Slim Jim. Yeah. And then it all wrapped with them subpoenaing Donald Trump. But the interesting thing is it was like the it was like a big cliffhanger for a TV show that isn't getting renewed. Yeah, so like they're going to subpoena him. So what for, if he says like, okay, two, there, there, I guess there's three things that could happen. He could... Just refuse, uh huh. Which I sort of assume is what's going to happen. I would think. Okay, we'll get to that one because that's the big one. He could show up and just plead the fifth, and nothing happens. Right. Or obviously, the most exciting was he shows up and he talks. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah. But so, what's the deal? If I mean, they subpoena him and he doesn't show up. Well, especially considering that this man likes to run out a clock, and. <laughs> This clock will run out in January, you know? Is that when the... When the new house takes over, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, it appears a very long shot that the Democrats will retain the house, at which point this committee's done. Even if this committee isn't done, even if even if a miracle happens and the Democrats retain the house, then members of this committee are gone. The two Republican members of the committee are, are not... They aren't even in their elections, you know, Um, so you have to reconstitute the committee, even if, you know, and that's on the big if that it even happens. So all he has to do is kind of either ignore it or fight it in court for a couple of months and then then it's done. So certainly curious. Well, we've said at the exact same time that that committee hearing was happening, the Supreme Court uh, refused to hear the appeal that Trump had put in of the 11th Circuit decision that exempted the classified documents from the special master's purview. So that now is official. There's no more fight in that. Clarence Thomas was the justice in charge. Uh, he just said, we're not doing it. And uh, and that was that. So even if the subpoena doesn't work for the Jan 6, it does seem that the, uh, does seem that the Justice Department... Uh, investigation into the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago 
is going to continue. But who knows? So can't they just put like subpoena him and say you have to report, you have to testify on uh, October 20th, Halloween. Uh, I mean, they could, but then, you know, you, I mean, I think something like Steve Bannon, who, by the way, is supposed to be um, sentenced this week. And the, the Justice Department is asking for six months in jail for his contempt of Congress. So he could not show. Then, you know, they could put a date deadline. He could not show. Then you would vote to hold him in contempt of Congress. Then that would advance to the Justice Department, who would need to decide whether or not they are going to prosecute based on contempt of Congress. Then they would actually have to go through the process of prosecuting for contempt of Congress. So even that wouldn't probably all happen before there's a new house. That that said, there isn't a new Justice Department, and they sure could continue to uh, continue that forward as almost like a zombie contempt of Congress case, but feels a little hard to imagine. Things are fine. Things are fine. Which brings us, Maureen, to an announcement that we need to make. All right. Which is, we have spent more than six years doing this podcast. This very episode is our 260th episode. That is 252 more than we had originally planned to do. Mm -hmm. It has been a long, long, long time. We have spent hundreds of hours recording. Mm -hmm. I have spent thousands of hours editing Mm -hmm. we have lost time Mm -hmm. and we have lost money Mm -hmm. and so today with all that said it's time to announce that it was worth it it was 100% worth it because this week we you guys we did it we did it we did it we did it the Washington Post reported that the leaker who told the FBI that Trump was hiding documents at Mar-a-Lago was none other than his Diet Coke valet. Guys, we did it. We really did it. We have spent six fucking years chronicling the weird-ass shit that this guy eats. Yep, we've stayed on the beat. Of, we've stayed on the ketchup and burger beat the whole time. I did a search through show note archives, and there are six different shows where we mention Diet Coke. And we mentioned the Diet Coke Valet, two of which involve mentioning that the Diet Coke Valet got COVID. <laughs> Listen, Dan, as a mystery writer, you plant the murder, and you usually have to get them in the first third of the book, ideally the yeah. first quarter. But like we planted that guy early in the season. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You had to pay attention, you guys, but always watch out for those dudes because those are the ones that did it. The Washington Post, Maureen, has discovered that Walt Nauta, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's from Guam. Hero. 39-year-old Navy veteran. Hero. Who worked at a valet at the White House and later worked as a personal aide at Mar-a-Lago told the FBI that he personally moved boxes at Trump's request from the storage location the feds knew about to the residence after Trump had received a subpoena in May for the return of all classified documents in his possession. The FBI also corroborated his story with security camera footage that shows him huffing boxes around the compound. According to the Washington Post, when FBI agents first interviewed Nata, he he denied any role in moving boxes or sensitive documents. But then they gathered more evidence. They came back to him a second time and he told a starkly different story that Trump had instructed him to move the boxes. According to the Washington Post, a person with knowledge of the movement of the boxes at Mar-a-Lago said that after they were taken to the residence, Trump looked through at least some of them removed some documents, and some of those boxes were then later moved back to the storage room. (sighs) Maureen Johnson. I mean, I'm going to read perhaps 
one of my favorite paragraphs that has ever existed in a moment. It, I just want to know how validated I feel <laughs> when this, when this story came through. I just felt like it. Yeah. I haven't wasted my life. The only thing that would have been better is if an actual bottle of ketchup had told on him. I, 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 the only possibility, yeah, is if we learn later that they wired up the ketchup vat. Yeah. 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 That is, that is the only way it could be better than this. So Nauta enlisted in the Navy in 2001, became a cook in the White House mess during the Obama administration. And now here comes an incredible set of paragraphs. And I'm going to fully quote the Washington Post verbatim here. Not long after Trump took office, Nauta left the mess to become one of Trump's valets, spending some of his workday in a small passageway that connects the West Wing to a private dining room. From there, he had access to a small refrigerator stocked with Diet Cokes, which he brought to the president in the Oval Office when Trump pressed a call button on his desk, said a former White House staffer who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss activities inside the White House. Nauta frequently served as a kind of gopher, fetching any items the president might need throughout the day and tidying up the room, the former staffer said. When Trump left the Oval Office for the night, it was Nauta who brought his coat. Their daily proximity meant that the two developed a close professional relationship and Trump, quote, trusted him completely, this person added. It does feel like we've we, we've done good work here. <laughs> I just. It's been a long time. It really has. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. And to know that a man who caught COVID at least once or twice delivering Diet Coke to the president of the United States. Yeah. Who's enlisted in the Navy to find himself sitting in a hallway that connected the Oval Office to a private dining room. Yeah. Spent his hours in service to his country serving literal Diet Coke. To the president of the United States. Yeah. 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 It's wonderful. In September 2020, clearly his uh, his service was so good that he got a significant advancement in the Navy, having his rank upgraded to senior chief petty officer. But a year later, he left the Navy and decided to join Trump at Mar-a-Lago. So in September of 2021, he came to Mar-a-Lago. He was paid, we know that he was paid $135,000 a year, which I will point out is some good-ass money. Good money for, for bringing Diet Coke. Uh, bringing Diet Cokes and huffing boxes. He was paid by the Save America PAC. Oh. We know he was paid 135 because of their campaign finance records. And it was there at Mar-a-Lago where he first tried to cover up the tracks and at some point decided you know what I'm not going down I'm a fucking navy man but I'm not going down with this ship we have followed this fucker's eating habits for six years Maureen I feel so peaceful with this I kind of feel like I have Enya going through my head you know it's just something yeah. kind of yeah was always going to be this guy I'm telling you he was planted early we should have seen this coming this was going to be the guy yeah yeah. Always the one you least expect. Mm-hmm. It's well played. The man who came at the other end of the button. Yeah. Donald Trump would press on his desk. It's to basically summon a Diet Coke. Basically the drive-thru kid took him down. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. You guys, I want to we thank you for coming on this journey because altogether it's this is this isn't just us done. This is a group effort. This oh, is everybody yeah, together. This, this is everybody together, really always never ever taking our eyes off that particular ball. <laughs> I mean, I like not only is it a group effort, it is literally a group effort because this story actually broke in the post last week and I didn't see it. Mm. Mostly because the headline was not Diet Coke Valet right. takes down Donald Trump. Right. It was instead 
they originally uh, reported that there was a in you know that it, there was an inside informant, and that it, that person had been directly involved in moving boxes. And then later they revealed that it was Nauta. How could and you so, miss this? The most important but, part. Well, I I remember seeing the headline like you know that this person is there, but I needed that extra. Yeah. To yeah. click through in this like full crisis mode that I'm living, I needed the Diet Coke valet. And the New Yorker wrote up sort of a snarky uh, secondary, you know, just a, a, a rewrite of this piece today. And so many people sent it to me. It's one of those moments that where you just are flooded by the same article that you realize my brand is strong. Yeah. Yeah. People understand yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for sending it our way. Feels, it feels really good. We want to thank you guys. It it's, feels amazing. It's made it. Yeah. It, it's you like things when they when they when you've you've actually seen something early on that no one else kind of noticed. It feels feels good, Dan. It feels familiar. It's like when I came home to Philly and the very first day I was here, I first witnessed a fight my neighbor had with a guy driving a Camaro down the street. And then I went to Giant Supermarket, which is the only place I went that day, and I saw a fight at the cash register, and I said, I'm home. You know what I mean? Like, it just <laughs> felt right, and I felt good about that, and I feel good about this. <laughs> Me too. I feel like we've made good decisions. We've made excellent decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wouldn't, it, this particular unsweetened beverage would not taste as sweet right if we had not just dedicated six years of our lives you know what dan to following it this calls for a sticker let me open up the sticker book oh no and flip through and i'm going to pick one at random and i bet it's going to speak to us what inspirational phrase do i get it says uh it's hard to um it's hard to read some of these. This is the way they're written. That's good. That's a sign of a good sticker ah. design. All right. Here we go, Dan. I was born to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I told That's you, That's how I felt. Dan, there it is. Our sticker. Yeah. You laugh, yeah. but the stickers yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it felt today. Yeah. 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 Here's another one that says, trust in the magic of wild ideas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's the same phrase. Uh, 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 oh, in the January 6th hearing, when the January 6th hearings were really underway this summer and they had that one, um, witness talk about walking into the dining room and there was, Trump had had a fit and there was ketchup all over the wall and she yeah. helped clean up all of the ketchup. That felt good. Yeah. Because we've followed the ketchup. We followed it up on that wall. We watched it come down. But this feels so much better. Dan, what appears to be the end is usually the start of a new beginning is a sticker I just saw. And I feel like that's true right yeah. now. Because yeah. it feels like we're coming to a conclusion. But honestly, you know what we're actually doing is starting six more years right in this moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are, now some people would consider us doomed, but I like to think of it as um, uh, well, Dan, it's like our mayor says, if you put the trash out at 8 p.m., the rats won't come out at night. At, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's um, uh, I just feel like we it, I, I think that you're right. It's not that this is the end of six. Mm. It's that this is, we are just straight locked in the glide path now to yeah. 2028. That's right. That's right. Oh, shit. Did you just say 2028? I sure did. <sighs> the midterms of 2028, if they have them. That's tough to hear. They might not have them, but. That's if six they years from them, now? That's what we'll be discussing. Six years from now, Joe Biden will be 86 years old. And so, Dan, will we. <laughs> <laughs>
because these are not normal years. <laughs> years now are like dog years. He's laughing because he knows I'm right. In, in six years, when we live on this, the says who water world compound, when we're trying to make our own gravy out of dirt, oh, God, having a I'm good time. I'm so to, dizzy now. I yeah. Don't, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Can you imagine? Let's just imagine what six. Oh, hello and welcome to Says Who. What? Crank the generator. What? Crank the generator. What? Crank the generator. Cranky? No, Dan, that's not a word. Crank uh, the generator. Crank the hangerator. Crank. Why am I turning the into hamburger? a 40s reporter? Dan, crank the generator. Crank God the damn hamburger. It. God damn it, it Dan. Says Who? Yes, says what? Crank the hamburger. What? It says who? Says what? Says who? Crank it. So who? we come to you. We have a we've had a wonderful day here on the compound. The turnips have come up, so everyone gets to eat. There's there's a sewage issue. It's the rats. The rats are out. Yeah. I keep putting them out, the trash out later and later at night. I thought that would stop them, but they just keep coming. I told you you'd move here eventually. It's the greatest city in the world. I really, again, don't know why I I've become... I am sort of Swedish. A 1940s reporter, but here I am. Hello. Welcome to Says Who from the 40s future. <laughs> I am Maureen Johnson. That's Jan Sinker. 2038 is almost 2040. That's right. That's right. We're looking ahead to the 13th term of President Donald Trump. <laughs> Having a... <laughs> oh, boy. Says who? Uh, no, it's actually better news, Dan. Donald Trump isn't running, but Junior is in the ascendant. <laughs> dojo. Cocaine... Third term of dojo. Cocaine is now mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> Says Who is made possible by you through Ew. your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where every Sunday you get this again. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, the $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. And I will point out, Maureen, that I just literally, as we were talking two minutes ago, got a email notification that my UPS package has been delivered. That's the October sticker. What's in it? The October stickers. You said stickers, right? Well, look oh, then. Boy. I can look for a sticker for that. Let's see. This one Good. says trust the process, Dan. I do. I sure Patreon. do. Patreon. Dot com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H E Y. It says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan run discord server that you can go to at tinyurl.com slash says who discord spread the word subscribe please leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you listen and you can join us on october 26th for our very next episode from my basement in chicago i am dan sinker i am in alignment with my soul purpose okay and that's Great. not s-o-l-e that's s-o-u-l sure this one just says have a positive life Okay. Actually, this one does apply to us, Dan. It says, you get what you work for. And Dan. We did. God damn it, that's true this week. Yeah, we did. We did. Now that we're here in 2040, I would like to thank our long-term sponsor, HelloFresh. Oh, oh, boy. This is they a... You will not be around in 2040. You get a picture of a potato. <laughs> that's right, an actual potato photo. All right. Let's wrap it up. Say your name, Maureen. Ah, delicious food pellets. <laughs> this is the part that's going to kill me. We're going to be living in a cave by then. Six more years of this. Just living in a cave together, you and me, with a hand crank radio. I like caves. I like hand crank radios. <laughs> they stay about the same temperature year round. Mid-50s.
which is what we'll be. <laughs> no, doubt. Years. no doubt. We'll be, as just said, we will be so much older than that. All of us will be so much older. Than that. <laughs> All right. Or say, uh, conversely, we will be incredibly young as we're infected by the spirit of young people who are like, everything is doomed. You better listen to us. I like it. Fuckos. But now you need to say your name. My name? Oh, yeah. my name? Oh, my name? You know my name. She's Maureen Johnson. This did I tell you I saw a snake? Who, who. I told you yeah, I saw you a did. snake. Yeah. Okay. This has been Says Who. Has it? Yeah. All right.